0: For tuning in to Mystic Witch. I'm your host, Blue. You can find out more about me at BlueJunetarot.com. Mystic Witch is a podcast about magic, divination, and all things supernatural. Hey, Mystic Witches! Today we have Olivia, a tattooer and visual artist who graduated from the Pratt Institute in 2014 with a BFA. After pursuing a career in graphic design, she decided to switch careers to something with a little more creative freedom, such as selling her art on various media at local oddities markets and even running an occult market of her own. She recently moved from Brooklyn to Salem, Massachusetts to pursue her art and takes regular clients at Witch City, Inc. in Salem, Massachusetts. Hi, Olivia. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Good. So what is the magical tool you use the most often and how do you use it?
1: I think it's not a physical tool. It's mostly just my mind and my perception of life around me. Like the mind is such a powerful thing um, and you can control so much with it. Like before moving to Salem, um, I just had it in my head that I was going to move like sooner rather than later. And a few weeks later this job landed into my lap so it's really just just that like I feel like witchcraft isn't really about all the physical things about it it's about your own intuition and your own mindset and your own your own way of perceiving the world around you.
0: So what kind of
1: art are you inspired by? I'm inspired by a lot of different types of art but I think also um when it comes to the art that I make I'm inspired by like random things in life too like I'm very much inspired by a mood, or a vibe, or just a a feeling that I'm having, and I'll associate that with an image in my mind, and then that's how I make something. Um, But then I'm also inspired by a lot of different art movements. Like, um, I'm very much into Art Nouveau. Um, Art Nouveau.
0: Me too, (laughs) by the way.
1: Uh, (laughs) Oh yeah, I know, I was looking at that when I came in here. But yeah, I love Art Nouveau. I love like uh, black illustrations. Like the uh, there's a a big wave of like black work right now, which is a lot what I of what I do. What is that? It's just um like there's a lot of artists doing tattooers doing just black work, so work just with ink. Uh, black ink and then illustrators that are doing work with just black ink also just on on paper um and some of those artists are like Apollonia St. Clair I don't know if you've heard of her I love her work it's more like NSFW (laughs) I just learned (laughs) what that means not safe for work um and then there's Bill Kruseffi he does more like witchy like dark Halloween inspired illustrations um, I love, like, Dana Glover's work, Anka, mm. um, too. They, they're they both tattooers, and they do, like, prints and stuff like that. I love their work, too. Um, so that's mostly, like, art-wise what I'm inspired by. <clears throat> oh, and also, like, I love med- medieval art and Byzantine art and uh, Christian art. Like, I went to the Cloisters on Monday just to look at the, the unicorn tapestries. I don't know if you're— um, if you know about those, but I like don't.
0: This- but I love unicorns. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I
1: saw. All you of saw your my unicorns altar. <laughs> Definitely go to the cloisters. Uh, they have a series of the uh, the unicorn tapestry ba- made by this. Uh, I want to say Swedish artist but their name is unknown they're considered the most beautiful tapestries in the world um, they're woven with like real gold strands they're, and they're huge they're so beautiful um and there's a speculation to, as to what they mean but they're Some people say it's like um, The story of Christ Like the unicorn represents Christ Which I'm not religious or anything But they're very
0: beautiful You need to see them in person (laughs) You're right, I do Yes So what's your mood or vibe today?
1: Um, today uh, excited! I'm excited to be doing this. I'm excited to have met you. I'm really glad that we're doing this in person because I feel like meeting someone and experiencing their like energy makes, you know, it makes it a lot easier to talk to them as opposed to just doing it through Skype. So
0: yeah, I prefer in-person interviews too. Yeah. So much of your art over the years has been strange and unusual. Thank you, Lydia, for that line. What are you working on for future markets?
1: So, for future markets, since I just moved to Salem, I'm still in the process of meeting people there. I have like a few ideas um, location wise as to where I could possibly make some things happen, but I'm still like in the process of meeting people and like other artists there um, because I I know not everybody can travel from here to go do that. Um, And I'm thinking like our shop that we work in is pretty large, so I'm gonna see like in the springtime if there's something that we can make happen there. Um, And then I plan to do guest spots here frequently. So when I do that, I'd love to put something together around here, probably at like Bushwick Public House because I'm friends with everyone there Um, in some like small pop up venues, like little galleries that friends own and stuff like that. But nothing's confirmed yet.
0: Are you going to be taking any clients at any shops that we know of in Brooklyn?
1: Yeah, right now I'm doing a guest spot here. Up until tomorrow, I booked out this this guest spot um, at Little Baby's Tattoo in Bushwick. It's on Wilson Avenue. Um, and I definitely plan to come back in like two more months. I'm trying to come every few months because I have unfinished projects and stuff. So um, it's like you, you can just message me or email me to make an appointment. Cool. When I post new dates.
0: Yeah. So you were talking about healing through self-expression when we spoke earlier, and I was hoping that you could share a little bit more about your experience with that. mm
1: mm-hmm. um, So when I moved to New York, I moved here for school, uh, and I, I've always known that I wanted to do something creative because I find it very soothing. Like, this, like the only thing I do to, like, decompress and relax Um and I was told, like, my parents were really adamant about going to college and stuff. And um, if I was going to go to art school, I'd have to do something that would get me a job. So that's, I went to, uh, to school for communication design. Uh, and I have a BFA in that. And I started working as a, a graphic designer, like, immediately afterwards. And uh, I quickly realized... Like, I think two weeks in, I was like, this sucks. I'm miserable. I don't like this. <laughs> and I started to get really depressed. And it just, like, it started building more and more. Um, <clears throat> not to mention, the I, it wasn't a very good company that I was working for. And I didn't really get along with the people there. And it's interesting. I've noticed in, like, the, the graphic design realm, people are, like, uh, generically creative. I, that sounds worse than what i mean i just mean like they they're in graphic design you're looking to appease the masses like i did um uh product development and stuff so i had to design things that would appeal to like suburban moms you know like a lot of home decor kind of things and that slowly like ate away at my soul and it i it made me miserable like i was so unhappy so i would just come home every day and just make the art that i wanted to make and uh I didn't, I had all this stuff and I didn't know what to do with it. So I just started posting it online and, uh, that's what led me into tattooing. Cause just f- from doing that, the style that I do, people started messaging me just based on the designs, asking me if they could make appointments for tattoos. Cause I thought I was doing that already and I've always loved tattooing. Um, so that's how I got to like how I got the idea to do that. And it was crazy because it, like, It's very interesting. Once you, like, set something in your mind, it falls into your lap. Like, as soon as I decided that this is what I need to be doing, it happened. Like, I got an apprenticeship without even trying. Like, it came to me.
0: Mm -hmm. It was so cool. It made me so happy. Were you doing stick and poke at some point?
1: No, I've never done stick and poke before. Um, Because
0: I do remember you having Flash available mm -hmm. at, like, Mm pop-ups in the beginning
1: yeah that was when i was still like um like very new um it wasn't stick and poke i've always used a machine um and i use like rotaries and coils it just depends on like what i'm doing but um yeah no i know that's like a a trendy thing like that's that's happening a lot now there's a lot of people doing that but i've never actually done that myself
0: i guess my question was did the apprenticeship come and then you learned how to use a tattoo gun
1: Yes. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. Um, Yeah, once I was doing that, the shop that I worked at was, like, encouraging, like, just practicing as much as possible and stuff. So that's how it got to that point. Um, But I did have an apprenticeship beforehand.
0: Cool. You did it the right way. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, I'm just quoting all of the, like, that was a quote from the craft. (laughs) You did it the right way. I am a kitschy witch today. Oh, that's your mood today. <laughs> that's my that's my like mood. It. That's my vibe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you were telling me about slowly taking your time, mm-hmm. learning more about medicinal herbs, mm-hmm. and I was hoping you would tell us a little bit more about your interest in that.
1: Yeah, I I just think it's very interesting that there's like there's an herb for everything, like every ailment that you have. Like I had a little. Cough a week ago and somebody I work with who's more um, who knows more about herbs than I do she was like try this she made me something um, it was like a soup but kind of like a drink and it had um, bone broth in it parsley ginger turmeric and stuff and it was so strong and powerful that it cleared me completely like within a couple of hours and it was delicious too. So I think it's like (laughs) food has so much healing properties in it. And the way you uh, incorporate herbs into it affects you so greatly. Like I just got this book called, um, fire cider. I can't remember Mm. who the the author is right now, but it's literally just a book that will help you. Like any ailment that you have, you can just refer to that book um, and it gives you a complete recipe of all the herbs that you need, and it's so nice to be in Salem right now because I have them like at my fingertips. Any <laughs> herb I can ask for. Yeah, I'm really excited to start working on that. Uh, uh, I
0: lost my train. I know it's really hard to record on Broadway because, <laughs> and I haven't even acknowledged this in a long time, but I live on Broadway, which is the busiest street in a in the entire country. In yeah, New York much. City, the craziest city in the whole country. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's going to be a train sometimes. There's going to be a, a police siren sometimes. Luckily, the branches that were being mulched in front of the apartment ended yeah. right on time. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I thought we weren't going to be able to record for a minute. That was kind of <laughs>
0: wrecking.
1: I mean, we could have done Skype later, but that's fine.
0: Yeah, I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. Sacronessage. <laughs> yeah, I um I I love I love learning more about herbs and, you know, just like different tinctures that you can mm-hmm. take. Like elderberry tinctures, yeah. like my jam. Mm-hmm. Um but also just like little things like Echinacea, mm-hmm. you know, for healing. I love that. I actually used to read this book. Um, We had a book and like, oh, and I didn't know I was a witch. Like this book is called Home Remedies. And it's like this encyclopedia. Is it the Bach book? I don't know, oh, okay. but I was young. I was, like, 10 years old, like, mm-hmm. sitting there and reading it cover to cover. Yeah. Like, a, like, it was a novel.
1: Wait, it's called Flower Remedies, right?
0: <laughs> home Remedies. Oh, Home
1: Remedies. Oh, okay, okay. Home Remedies. So, I remedies. think it's a different book, but somebody was just telling me about thick. almost the same book.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A big, thick book, and, like, you would just go through different <laughs> ailments. A lot of them I'd never even heard of, mm-hmm. and, like, Home Remedies to fix them, and, yeah, didn't realize I was a witch then. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> and it's
1: interesting, too, because, like, this is so... Uh, common in day-to-day life and it's like not associated with this at all like if you go down the street to mr kiwi's like on the corner they have any juice for any ailment that you can ask for it's like this is something that we use all the time and people like disregard it as like anything being magical
0: and it definitely is absolutely a 100 percent um you're right too and people do tend to use those they are named after what they're supposed to do for you, mm-hmm. and yeah. and they don't even realize yeah, that they're they realize doing it. something witchy. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about crystals. Mm-hmm. So what are you working with lately, and what what crystals are like getting your juices going these days? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Um, Right now I'm using
0: a lot of Tiger's
1: Eye just because I've been feeling, since I just moved, I've been feeling like I have a lot of anxiety and I'm constantly worried that something's going wrong. So I've just been like carrying Tiger's Eye with me. I got this ring, this Tiger's Eye ring too, just to like it helps me feel like I have like a shield around me in case something weird is gonna happen. Like I'm living alone for the first time ever and I just wanna be protected. <laughs> so I've been placing like little tiger's eye, eyes in each room trying to like just feel a little bit safer. Um, I've also been, I'm, I'm always like super into Moonstone as you can see. My grandmother is super into Moonstone so she gave me this ring and I'm slowly just like collecting which is, it's very interesting because Moonstone is associated with like femininity um and like just be like reaching like your maximum feminine height or whatever. <laughs> and uh, it's interesting because when I was younger, I was such a tomboy, and like I've slowly just been adding more and more Moonstone to my collection and I feel like I never like I've just become like this uber feminine female, which I never thought I would be. <laughs> but I feel like I present myself in that way now. So it's interesting how subtly they work but they work. Yeah. Um another interesting stone, it's technically a tektite, tech but it's, you know, it's in the crystal family. Uh is moldavite, which is I have an insane story about. Uh Ooh, yes. Please tell us your insane moldavite yeah. story. So, um I didn't know what moldavite was like 6 months ago. And this past year has been It's
0: technically a meteor, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's um a meteorite crashed into uh Oh, I, I forget where it was now it was somewhere in Europe I I knew like a day ago I don't know why I can't remember now <laughs> um but it crashed into there so there's only it's very um there's not a lot of it it's kind of expensive um and it's a tektite that's supposed to be associated with like um uh like aliens like other other beings um And it's supposed to have all these different, like, properties to them. And it's supposed to be, like, a very aggressive stone. It's kind of supposed to, like, put you in your place, like, where you're supposed to be in life. It's meant to just, like, get you there quick. And it doesn't care what happens. It's going to make it happen. You know what I mean? Like, it'll seem like a bunch of terrible things are happening. And um, you'll question what's going on. But it'll happen. And it'll happen so abruptly um just so you can get to where you're supposed to be in life like if you're not on the path you're supposed to be on in life it will take you there um so I didn't know what this this stone was a few months ago and all of a sudden this stone just started popping up everywhere in my life like there was a guest artist working in the shop that I was at and we bonded really well and he just started talking to me about moldavite one day and how he carries it with him and I I saw it and um after that, like, I didn't even really put much thought into it. After that, I started seeing it everywhere. And I, like, I would get weird ads for multiple too. <laughs> I guess, you know, phones are listening to us. But um, it's just interesting how it just started popping up everywhere. And I was like, you know what? I need to get this done because I feel like I'm on the verge of getting to where I need to be in life. But it's not happening for whatever reason. So, I got the stone, and I've been wearing it, or I was wearing it every day, like constantly. Are you wearing it now? No, but listen to this story. (laughs) Okay. Um, so, I got the stone, and, uh, they say, because it's such an aggressive stone, uh, It's not to operate heavy machinery when you first get it. You have to get, like, used to it. Don't wear a lot of it all at once. Like, start with a very small stone because it's so aggressive. And it's common for this stone to, like, make you sick for the first few few days because it's so powerful. So I got it. And when I got it, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. (laughs) And I got it. And I got the flu the next day. The next day, I was, like, sick in bed. I couldn't—I had to cancel my appointments that day. Like, I couldn't do anything. I was so sick. And it lasted, like, two or two and a half days or something, and then it passed. And I I was—I didn't—I still wasn't even making that connection. Like, I kind of just put it on and then just let it run in the background, you know? I was just going about, like, my life, you know, in Brooklyn, and, uh— a few weeks later, just, like, everything kind of came crashing down, like, very abruptly. Like, I was working in a shop, and uh, the owner just decided to not pay me. Like, he wouldn't give me the money that I that I made that week. Uh, and I still, like, never even received that. And then the next day, I was getting kicked out of my apartment because they wanted to raise the rent, and they wouldn't let us um, get a third roommate because we had a three-bedroom. So... Uh, They were like, you need to just get out. Um, Otherwise, we're going to take you to court, even though we've been paying it without the third roommate. It's a whole thing. You had you had rights there. Yeah, I know. I was trying to like, you know what? But is it worth the fight? Exactly. Part of me was like, do I even want this? Do I want to be here? Especially when Moldavite is like, hey, let's go. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, (laughs) let me just go with this stone. Like, this – clearly, I'm not – like, none of this is meant to be happening for me. So maybe I should just accept it and move forward. Um, And while that was happening, I had gotten (laughs) – I was like uh, – we'll backtrack a few days. Uh, I was walking to work, and I was miserable because – um, the guy who wasn't paying me, this was like building over uh, every week. Like on the day I was supposed to get paid, he would just like not show up or take longer and longer to pay me. So I was walking to work. It was payday, and I knew I wasn't going to get paid. <laughs> mm. And uh, <clears throat> so I i was walking there, and I was just like scrolling um, through Instagram, and I saw that this shop that I'm working at now, which City, uh, they were looking for full-time artists. And it all kind of like clicked all at once and I reached out to them for a guest spot and they got back to me immediately um cuz I was originally supposed to do a guest spot there in October and they were like, "Well, you know, just come in August. Let's see if we all mesh out and then if it does, like just come work for us." And it worked. Like it was it was all so meant to be. Like I was so miserable. So many other things have happened this year just like leading up to like this depression that I was in for the past few months. And it's just like this stone like it was like the tip of the iceberg for me like it all happened all at once and so i'm going to this um this guest spot in salem i'm like traveling there and i'm with my sister and i'm talking to her about moldavite and how powerful it is so i'm on i'm like traveling to salem for this guest spot and i have the stone and then i go to meet with my sister and I'm talking to her about this stone, and I'm like, I have a feeling like this is all because of the stone. This is all happening for a reason because it needs me to get out of New York. Like I need to get out of New York to reach my fullest potential. And um, and then I go to like show her the stone, and I grab my necklace, and the stone's gone. And what? Then the stone's completely gone. And I've never found, I have not found the stone since. And I got the job two days later. My quality of life is so much better now. And I feel like I'm like really on the right path to reaching like my best potential.
0: The thing is, I think a lot of people don't feel like they're on that path. They're always, they have question marks flying around their head, you know? Yeah. And when you don't have that feeling, that means you are in the right place. Yeah, definitely. I find it really interesting how all kinds of stones do tend to sort of migrate away from you once their work is done. Yes. Or once they're finished completely doing any work. Yeah. I I think that's really fascinating. They just kind of find their way back into the earth somehow.
1: Exactly. Like, it's so interesting. Like, it really, like, reaching for that stone and finding that it's gone, I was like, oh, this, yeah, this was all for a reason. Like, it did its job, and I'm exactly where I need to be. So
0: it actually felt like a really significant moment. Yes! I was so
1: excited. And then (laughs) I was, like, trying to explain the whole significance of it to my sister, who doesn't, like, (laughs) believe in any of this. She's, like, pretty, like, just, like, you know, an average... minded person. (laughs) Not in a bad way, in like the least bad way possible, obviously. I love my sister.
0: Sounded worse than you meant. (laughs) You know what I mean. I do. Um, A muggle. They can't help it. Yeah, she's a
1: muggle.
0: We need a better word for that, but it's the only word that exists, and we needed that word
1: really badly. Exactly. So like, she's looking at me like I'm crazy, but I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, this is all meant to be. Like, the universe, like, I feel so aligned right now. Like, everything is, like, connected and going so well. Like, I'm just, I'm just so happy. And I thank Moldavite for that.
0: Yes. Thank you for sharing that story. It was really interesting. I actually didn't know, I didn't know about Moldavite causing illness and I did Mm -hmm. not know, I knew it was an intense meteorite. Yeah. I did not know that its property was to like put you forcefully where you need to be.
1: Yeah. It's not like, you know, not everyone gets sick from it, but it's just like, everybody has like an intense, weird reaction to it. Like it is like, common for you to, like, not necessarily have a fever or anything like that, but, like, definitely affect you in some way. I couldn't believe how sick I got from that, though. Like, that was—that <laughs>
0: really blew my mind. But, yeah,
1: not everyone—that won't happen to everyone, but—
0: Yeah, well, of course. Thing. So we were talking earlier about how each person is affected by stones differently, just like everyone's mm-hmm. affected by medications differently. Why would it be different than that, you exactly. know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, so not every property is going to align— for every person. Yeah. Just definitely. because it has this job doesn't mean it's going to do that. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And it's like medicine. Some medicines work for some people and then it won't for other people because they don't have that ailment,
0: you know? True. Yeah. And it, it, that also goes for like herbal medicinal yeah. properties too. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, I have to say turmeric is tasty and I love it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't do anything for me when I'm not feeling well. Yeah. Garlic, however. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get it, get yeah. it gone.
1: I think, yeah, the same, the same with me. I do love turmeric. <laughs> so sorry, excuse me. I do love turmeric, but yeah, I definitely have uh, more of an effect when I use like ginger or uh, garlic or something a little bit more aggressive.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you were saying and this is an interesting tie in between crystals and herbs, you make mojo bags. Oh yeah. Yeah, tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah,
1: um, so I just I used to do the more um when I was uh like a few years ago. I, I've kind of like I haven't had much time to really focus on anything right now other than like work. But, and moving. You've yeah, got a I'm big moving. transition. <laughs> but yeah, I used to be gentle more on yourself. Thank you. I know I always feel like I'm Like, I need to be doing everything. What's your sign again? Sagittarius. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You're just like a spinning compass of attention. And
1: side note, Sagittarius season in two days. I'm so excited. Yay! Um... But yeah, I used to make mojo bags. I just think I really like them because I like to have something physical to carry with me um, that when I'm feeling like in a weird way, you can make them for anything, anything that you want. Um, so I just like to carry them with me. I actually I don't know if I have it with me, but I usually have like something. I'll throw one together really quick. Um, They're just nice to have, like, for, like, a confidence boost. Like, I have anxiety sometimes, so sometimes I'll make a mojo bag just to, like, boost my confidence or something like that. And that, you can put anything in there. You can put anything from, like, stones, herbs, like, a little statue, a twig you found on the floor. Like, it's so easy. Like, if it represents something to you, you just um, throw it in a bag together and and put your intention into it. And I find it to be really helpful. Um, Especially, like like I made some for like money like when I was like in college and stuff and it's so easy to do like you just throw some pennies in there and like some jade or something like
0: that and pennies are really good to work with because they're so conductive Mm -hmm. energetically so they're just like attracting yeah I love it.
1: So, yeah, they're just like a really nice, easy thing to do. <laughs> we both said I love it. That's literally simultaneously. <laughs> See, we're connecting. It's good. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I think they're just like really easy, simple things because, like I said, uh, the most powerful thing, the most powerful powerful tool is your mind and your intuition. So it's whatever you put into that bag, not physically, but like emotionally or
0: Mentally. And your imagination, too, which is where creativity mm-hmm. comes from. And honestly, intuition and imagination come from the same part of the brain, yeah. scientifically speaking. So mm-hmm. it's they're really closely linked. In yeah. fact, a little secret, in my intuitive tarot class, I I actually teach them exercises that start off with their imagination. Oh. And I force my students to... Look at the card and forget everything they know and just make up a story. Give me a name and the more creative, the better. Like, mm-hmm. what are they doing? Where are they going? What's yeah. their quest?
1: See, that's that's really interesting with tarot too, because I know a lot of people, um, you know, I'm one of those people, too. I'll do readings for myself just to, like, practice. Um, and then I use the book just to, like, I'll try to interpret it myself and then use the book to see if I'm, like, a little accurate. But I think it's much more, it's like when we do tea leaf readings, Um, when we were talking about that previously, it's into, it's what you see, you know, it's not necessarily witchcraft isn't about the book, like anything by going by the book. Mm -hmm. It's just about your intuition and what you perceive, you know?
0: I'm a big believer that because I'm a total nerd, um, I think the fundamentals are really crucial to learn in the beginning. Mm -hmm. How do you know what rules can be broken if you don't know why the rules are set in place? So understanding the fundamentals is crucial. But then, of course, you have to make it your own. It has to be personal. Like, otherwise, what are you doing? If you're taking the book and you're only doing things by the fundamentals, Mm -hmm. that's a problem, too. Yeah. You know, I think it's important to learn the fundamentals. I mean, this is, I'm I'm totally willing to debate this with literally anybody because it's one of my favorite topics. Mm -hmm. But I'm just a nerd and I like to learn why the rules are there. Mm -hmm. So I know which ones can or cannot be broken because there are some that, I mean, look at Ouija boards. Yeah. There are some that, I'm not scared of a Ouija board. I just don't fucks with it.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, I I think the biggest thing to remember is like, Uh, what's your intention? Like, are your intentions good? Are you not harming others? Um, And as long as you're
0: trying to just be the best person that you can Mm. and just heal. uh, uh. Yeah, and what's the thing? The other thing, too, is just, like, being a decent human being. Like, is it true? Is it helpful? You know, yeah, something I need to work on. I'm <laughs> in Aries, and I just say whatever comes into my brain.
1: I mean, I have, I have a tendency to do the same as also Sagittarius. Yeah. we're
0: fire signs. We're built for that. Yeah. So, would you ever consider selling your mojo bags? I know you have an online shop and stuff, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But
1: um, I've never even really thought about doing that. Well, I think it's it's such an individual thing. Like, I would totally like maybe sell like a generic kit kind of thing that you can add or take away to, that would be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, there's an um, idea. Yeah, that is kind of a good <laughs> idea.
1: But I think, like, the most thing, most important thing about Mojo Bags is putting your
0: own personal touch to it. That's totally fair. Yeah. That's exactly what we were just saying. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So tell us more about your online shop um, and whatever else you have coming up and how people can follow you.
1: Um, yeah, so my online shop is... Etsy slash shop slash Olive Pizza Party.
0: (laughs) I think that's cute, Olive Pizza Party. It's so easy to remember.
1: Yeah, well, I used to, like, have Olive Pizzas as all of my uh, social media. I've recently changed it to just my full name. Because uh, I thought it sounded a little more mature. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my shop is still called that. I have, like, a lot of art on there, a lot of prints, uh, tote bags, uh, some enamel pins that I've made. I'm running low on supplies right now, but I'm trying to sell everything out because I want to make all new things. So um, once the the holidays are over, I'm going to start working for the next year to start really building, like, a good amount of new merch. Um, and then on Instagram, it's just Olivia Pekitsa is my first and last name. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, that's the only platform that I really use the Etsy and the, uh, Instagram. So,
0: um, tell us about guest spots or conventions that you have coming up.
1: Um, so I have plans to do the Boston tattoo convention. Uh, I think it's in March, I want to say. And then the, uh, Rochester convention, which is in April, Rochester, New York, Um, And then for markets... I'm planning on doing something in the warmer months, uh, most likely in spring once like the market season starts back up again.
0: Yeah, because Salem is insane in the winter. Yeah. Too cold.
1: Yeah, and also since I just moved, it's like a little tough right now, but uh, in the spring, I would love to do something possibly in Salem, but um, more likely in Brooklyn, just because I have so many connections here already.
0: Oh, Thank cool. You. So people can just stay tuned on your Instagram to find out more about that, right? Yeah, I
1: post everything on Instagram. Like, that's the first place you'll hear it than anywhere else.
0: Perfect. And then how can people book an appointment with you? You can email me
1: at oliviapakitsas at gmail.com. That's where you can book an appointment. You can also message me on Instagram, but uh, it's a little bit easier with emails. I know people like to DM, but...
0: I don't. I'm the same as you. I, I would like for professional matters to be handled in a professional way. Exactly. And it's so much easier to go back and, like... Reference the images that yeah, you sent me and or stuff mark like something that. as unread if you're not working In, that day. Exactly. Like, if you message me on
1: Instagram and your name is like Lump Pizza or something, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not going to remember, I'm not going to remember what your real name is. <laughs> like, I'm not really- going to be able to find you later. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a true thing. It is. It really is. And like, you know, artists don't have a 9 to 5 Monday through Friday. We take Mondays off a lot of the time. Yeah. Well, thank you, Olivia, so much for your time. This has been such a pleasure having you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Stay mystic, witches! (laughs) Be sure to subscribe to Mystic Witch on any of your favorite platforms. And you can show your support by contributing monthly at anchor.fm or on our Patreon page. Follow us on social media to hear exclusive audio clips from our guests at Mystic Witch Podcast.